Well, Sean Raz from Raz Radio. Yeah, he's from Raz Radio. Raz is our guy. I'm your Sean Mother F and Raz. I'm with the Raz. I'm with the Raz right now. Where is Mother F and Raz? Join me, Sean Raz, for the first 52. Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com. The simple power of truth.
It's time for a TF-52 flashback. What happens now? Does she sue? I would. She can't. Well, who, who she go? Was she going to go into the, the the same court? The same people that get paid by the, the, the that are controlled by the, those those councilmen uh, or council people? It, it's it. The, she's going to involve in that game. You can't fight city hall, man. They tell you you can, but you can't. Well, until we all stand up and start, uh, you know. No, no, no. Let's just stand up and ignore it. It'll go away. Yeah, I'm sure it'll just go right Let's away. I try that with a kid. It doesn't happen. Let's do our own thing, right? And forget what they're talking about and not pay their, their taxes and not abide by their uh, unjust rules. And let's just live our life peacefully and, and have a voluntary interaction. And if there's a problem, you know, if somebody uh, aggresses against us and steals our property or something, then we, then we respond accordingly, you know? I mean, that's a nice thought, but that's not the way it is. <laughs> that's a nice thought. That's the way it was. That's the way it that's should be. That's the way be. it was, but it's that's not the, the way, way it was. is. So what do we do now? Well, we do what they did is they, we ignore their government. We, we, uh, demand, or we don't demand, we, uh, make ourselves independent from the, the forceful government, and then we start all over again. Is this something you foresee happening rapidly? And- oh, it's gonna happen. Empires never come back, they always fall. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna happen in my time. And most empires uh, only last 200 years, so we're actually ahead of the game at this point in time, but we're at the, at the end of our empire. You know how long fiat currencies have? Do you guys feel like that in in the state of the world right now? Definitely. Just just as watching. We feel like what? You really feel like the empire will fall. Oh yeah, the empire has to fall. Right now, not right now. In the next next ten years, it's going to fall. You you feel like so the two of you feel like people are aware enough. You feel like enough people are aware enough. It has nothing for to do with the empire to fall. It has nothing to do with their awareness. It has to do with the the radicalness. Do with that. It, no, were the it Russians were the Russian with a population of Russia aware when the USSR fell? No, not at did all. They make it happen. No, it, it's the government fell. Were the people of Rome aware of what's go. going on? You know, were the people of East Germany aware of what was going on? No, empires no. fail because they they they, they just it's, fail. That's just they're they're not intended to survive. They, they 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 spend all the money, they take up all the resources, and they destroy the country that they're in. They're a fucking virus, just like from the movie uh, The Matrix. They're a cancer. It's the yep. same thing. Hmm. So it's going to have to fail. It's going to have to fall. It's going to have to die in order for us to get past it. And fortunately enough, um, there is surviving it in the long run, but it's not going to be a, a pleasant situation. It's not going to just. It's not going to just go away. There is no treatment for it. Hence the reason why I, I have an escape clause. I'm trying to build an escape the escape clause. clause. Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding, and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays, and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life and be more dog.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. There's a word for you, the truth. Welcome to the first 52, RamsRadioLive.com and all those other places. I can't even say them all anymore. Welcome here, guys. It is Tuesday, uh, April 11th, 2017. And you are, it's me, it's, it's Sean Raz. Here I am. Uh, obviously, we've got all kinds of, of things that we're going to have to address and get into. It's going to be a crazy night. Scott Rickard's going to join me at 630, uh, bringing him on a little early because I think we have... Uh, just too many things uh, to, to touch base on, too many things we need to discuss, too many things that are, are very important to make sure we we get into as we move forward into World War III, which you know we've been warning about it. Us crazy people have been saying we're going to go there, we're going to end up there. A lot of us honestly believed that maybe Trump would be able to prevent that from happening. Maybe it wouldn't actually happen this time because, you know, that's not good business. I, I assumed he'd he'd do good business, but as we see, the normal tricks of the trade, the normal things that they do, work yet again. And we'll get into all that. I'm going to try to cover some other things and, and just go over the week in general. I don't really have very many things pulled up to discuss. A lot of my my thought process has been revolving around Syria and Russia and North Korea and and Iran and. Uh, it's just it's unbelievable that those of us that, that use our brains, those of us that think alternatively, ha- have been concerned about these things. We we've heard we've we've heard we've heard yes we've heard many we've heard many a people uh, in power warn in, in uh, multiple different times over the past God knows how long. Uh, constantly they're saying, "Hey guys, uh, watch out! Something's coming here." Hey, hey, guys, we gotta, we got to worry about this, but pay attention. we we, we got to make sure we're paying attention. And then us crazy conspiracy guys run out and say, hey, oh, my gosh, you got to pay attention. This is not right. we got to pay. got to watch what's going on. And nobody wants to pay attention. So here we sit. Um, what And some of the things that we are, are suffering through, some of the things we are seeing uh, um, in relation to where we're at, how do we get here? What, what what is the what what is the end game that we have to put up with? You know, we know that the issues we deal with with TSA, with the security administrations, with the Department of Homeland Security, with ICE, with Border Patrol. Uh, Fortoed was here visiting with me. My studio is a stinking mess. Uh, I'm not doing the the video broadcasting tonight because the studio is just in shambles. Uh, but he brought me a, a really powerful, really good computer. Uh, looking forward to improving the broadcra- broadcast, getting us uh, to more locations, getting more accessibility to you. So that's that's some of the things we're looking at. But I'm kind of – I just couldn't do the video because the studio was just a mess. There's stuff everywhere, uh, vehicle parts, speakers, drones, 
wires. I don't know. There's just stuff everywhere. Computers, monitors. It's a mess. I'll, I'll tweet out a picture later on maybe. Let me show you my mess that I have. But the point is, uh, there is no point. I don't, I don't think I make much sense. I don't think I really made any sense in that whole rambling I just did. Uh, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm way tweaked out because um, my, my environment is not um, the way I need it to be. I, I'm not comfortable in my environment right now. So if I'm uh, rambling or, or sound off, that might be why. You know, when, when things aren't right around you, uh, it, 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 and I've got so many thoughts in my head, and I don't want to—I don't want to pour right into uh, Syria and Russia and spend two full hours uh, discussing that because that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, Syria, Russia, Libya—we're—we're going to have to revisit things. We're going to have to look back at history and have to discuss where and why and what. We all seem to forget that the Gulf of Tonkin which started a war, never happened. Uh, we, we seem to forget, you know, that Operation Gladio was done on purpose to kill children, to, to make people want to pay more attention. We had yellow cake uranium in, in Iraq because they didn't attack us on 9-11, so we had to find a re- reason to go there. We don't really know what happened in Bosnia, and, and and Syria back then, when when all that was going on, or Bosnia and uh, Chechnya, I'm sorry, you know, Syria was a little bit involved there, if I'm not mistaken. I, that's, I'll have to look that one back up. But we don't know really what happened there. All we know is that they tried to show us dead children. This most recent attack, you know, something that I noticed and was pointed out, I think, uh, um, who mentioned it? Kurt Haskell. He had pointed out that usually when we see these videos, they have babies thrown out of the incubator. Exactly. Yes, that, that was one I couldn't remember, Swag. Thank you. You know, we, we got, I, I made a, 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 a mix song a few years ago, and I can't find it. And it was, I found the, the original song today because I was looking for it. But I can't find and It's got to be on one of my old computers that broke down. So... I had done it. It was the the babies in the incubator. That was one of the ones I meant to pull up. I tried to pull up a bunch of different things. The point is, is we've got Russia claiming that this op this operation. Uh, wait, hold on. See, <sighs> I got to slow down. I spun myself out again. I need everybody to think about where we sit today. I want to address. What's going on in America? What's going on here in our country? We've got the law enforcement continuing to be militarized. Uh, you know, I always spoke good of my police here in, in my town, my sheriffs. Never really had any anything that concerned me with the sheriff's department. There's been issues with, with some of the local cops. But my sheriff's department's been great. We've had two... Um, death by cops in the past like two months we've had another guy shot who was a former sheriff's officer who got shot in the knee even though he was charging at the sheriff with a knife in his hand which the other guy had knives in his hand and he was further away when they shot and killed him so now I'm, I'm starting to see it here in my own department my local department <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> um, that 
it's the militarization is growing. Lexi hadn't seen the doctor that was pulled off the flight. The what was that United flight? Uh, she hadn't seen that. We were at dinner last night, and I, I pointed it out to her, and she's like, "What would he do?" I said, "He wouldn't get up." What, what, what do you mean he wouldn't get up? What, did, did he have something on him he shouldn't? Did, did he did he say something wrong? No, no, no. They were asking for volunteers to to leave the flight to get off the plane because they overbook it as they always do. But they, it it really wasn't overbooked, and that's the funny the funny little spin to this story. The funny little spin to this story is the flight wasn't overbooked. They needed to get employees to another airport. Nobody wanted to give up their seat for that. I mean, if it was a a doctor trying to get back to his patients that, that they were asking me to give up a seat for and they were willing to to give me a little kickback, well, you know what, I'd probably say, you know what, I could probably pull that off. You know, I can extend my vacation a day and, okay, I'll give that doctor. He's got to get home. He's got to get back to his patients. You know, he got held up at a convention or something. Well, what happens when it actually is a doctor that they're trying to take off the plane? I just can't believe that that what came of this was just what it what it was. They beat this guy, and, and so Lexi's watching this, and she couldn't hear it. She's watching it over on the other side of the restaurant. Okay. And she's like, what, 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 what's going on? Why did they do that? What, what, what's wrong with them? And I just looked at her and said, this isn't about uh, getting off the flight this because, you know, you, you got stuff to do. This is about you will follow and do what you are told by anybody with a badge or, or with, with authority over you. You will accept those orders and you'll do what they tell you to do. That's what this is about. And they've got, they, they, they want to control you on, on airplanes especially. That's why I don't fly anymore. That's why I bought a big old conversion van so that we could drive further and have the comforts that we need. I don't mind driving. In the long run, if you do the math, in the long run, it takes the same amount of time. For, for most, I mean, obviously, if I was to go from here to, to Texas, it's going to take a little longer. But anything on the East Coast, for the most part, it'll either be just as much time of travel or just a slight longer to drive. And the reason I say that is you have to be at the airport two hours early. Well, it takes me an hour to get to the airport, so there's three hours. And then you have a two-and-a-half, three-hour flight. There's six hours. Then you have to, uh, you know, get off the plane, get your stuff. Let's say it's another hour. Get your rental car, another fifty, another half hour. Uh, what have you got? Seven hours. Uh, and then you have to uh, to, get to pick up your rental car, drive to where you're going. Most places where I visit, even up north, aren't near airports. It's another forty-five minute hour drive. And you got to get settled and blah blah blah. So you're at. Nine hours, eight hours, nine hours traveling, dealing with with giving up freedoms and rights. I would rather travel. You know, I'd rather take two days to travel. Okay, drive eight hours, get a hotel room, 
drive the remaining four or five hours the next day, early in the morning, and get to my destination. I'm rested. I'm not stressed out. It costs literally about the same as flying, especially for three or four people. You know, for me, Lexi and Mikey to go up north, that would cost us a pretty penny. Just as much as driving. So I'd rather drive. I'd rather take the vehicle. Um, what about Building 7? There's got a, a in the uh, chat room over at Mixler. There's, I'm on two different Mixler stations. Uh, Mixler is a, a broadcast uh, website, uh, Radio Confluence or Radio Free Blood. And there's chat rooms in there, and they, they like to go back and forth during the show. Uh, we could always talk about Building 7, but, you know, I'm, I'm not really at that point because we're, we're leading up to what the hell is going on in Russia and Syria. And, and I'm going to be dialing Rickard up here. I'm going to take a break here, uh, re, regather my thoughts. Um, it, it's been so much going on. Uh, like I said, oh, that was a joke. Actually, the funny thing about that, Jay, is uh, I've got a new shirt design in the making. And I, I, I'm trying to find out who did the initial design because uh, I want to use their design. If I can't, I'm, I'm giving it some time. I've reached out. Uh, and tried to find out who made the design. I've had it remade by somebody I know a little differently, uh, and I'm going to run it. It's going to be a really cool shirt, and it does revolve around um, Building 7. So I, I just don't know where it originally came from. Anywho, uh, this doctor gets pulled off the airplane, bloodied. Uh, I just think that... that uh, don't you think that airlines should have better ways of getting their employees places or isn't there an employee that could, you know, lived a little closer that could have drove? I don't know. I, I I don't get it. I'm tired of of the society that that's been deemed around us, the one that we're being forced to accept, the one that really isn't quite what we want. I, I don't know. Is this the way you want to you want to be living? Is this is this the way you want your children being uh, taught and raised? Where I live, it doesn't cause as much of a problem here it, it's quiet here the elite are very close anyway they're right around the corner but that's do you get the point it's quiet and maybe that's part of the problem is that it is quiet and i don't i'm not seeing all these things i don't have the ability to travel uh because i work full-time so i'm not getting up 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 to be able to go be involved. And I've talked about this before. That's why I do the radio thing. I can't get involved directly because it, most of it's too far for me. Some in the middle of nowhere. I like it like that. And I'm not even really in the middle of nowhere because it takes very short time to get out of here, to get to somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, I'm spinning myself back around into a circle again. Let me take a break. We'll dial up my buddy Scott Rickard. Uh, we'll get into the main meat that I've been delaying talking about because I really want to get into it with him. Uh, and we'll go from there. You're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio. We'll talk to you very soon, my friends. I love the content. Don't go anywhere. The first 52 will be right back. to cut you into profit. Sean Raz from Raz Radio. Yeah, he's from Raz Radio. Raz is our God. I'm your Sean Mother F and Raz. Here come the butchers to cut you into profit, to profit, to profit, to profit, to profit. 
I went to Raz. I went to Raz right now. Where is Mother Effin' Raz? Join me, Sean Raz, for the first 52. Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com. The simple power of truth. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. Shut the down. 
my one. Everybody claim they got faith until the trial comes. Long as you live, you gon' have to face a lot of death. You can take God all day with no side effects. Trying to find my way through all this darkness in my life. In the meantime, until that day, I keep running towards that light. And even if I don't succeed, at least I know I did my best all day long. I It's time for a TF-52 flashback. 71 years later, in a little newspaper in Inglewood, Florida. And I, I don't think I saw this on the Drudge Report. I don't recall seeing this on the Drudge Report. Send it to him. I'm thinking about it. It's it's written here by a Sun correspondent. So to think that, that this guy, there was a newspaper in Hawaii a week before the attack saying they, were gonna, they may ta- attack this weekend. Come on. It, it, listen... If any of anything is true, that was their nine eleven. Oh, at, oh, by far. That's yeah. That, that was, uh, it takes that amount of time to come out. The JFK stuff's coming out now more and more. Mm-hmm. Heard about the three shooters and the other people witnessing and all the people that got murdered. And it's there's a time limit on these things. It's moving quicker because of the internet, but oh, um, and people are getting busted a lot easier. Well, how many people have we seen murdered over nine eleven? You know, we got Barry. Everyone, uh, come on. Barry Jennings was one of the first ones. How about the the people that collected people out of there? Ugh. All right, so let's take this on face value. Okay. okay. There are two times within the last hundred years that the United States has been attacked from outside forces, and the United States government has failed to protect us 100% of the time. Correct. Because they wanted it to happen so they can use it as a pretext to get into anything they needed to. Frank, it was, even this if, was agreed on by generals on a, on a, on a, on a, on a level that we don't deal on. All right. Like, if that is, if that is true, that's, that, that brings us into a whole nother level. But on the basis, everyone can believe, even the people that don't believe in the shit that we believe in, everyone can understand that the two times that this country has been attacked by foreign people in the last hundred years, the United States government has been unsuccessful in to protect us. What does that tell you? It's showing a pattern, and the pattern is, is shown through you what has happened. Like a little internet or podcasting show or something? Chocolate drop. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, buddy. What is the chocolate drop a show about? Chocolate drop? Drop it on us. I got it now. I will not listen if you don't tell me what it's about. It's about uh, uh, hip hop, rat turd politics, man skewing, music. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, buddy. Chocolate. It's every other guy that's got a podcast around here, okay? And where can people find the chocolate show? It's man-skewing, yes? Rat turd show. RazRadioLive.com. There you go. Okay, and when does it air? Buddy? Saturdays, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Okay, and where can people find the chocolate show? RazRadioLive.com. There you go. I wish you the best at the chocolate drop. And so basically, it's about every other person that's not in real radio that's trying to get in radio and do a show. Rat turd show. Knock yourself out, kid. Rat turd show. The rat... <laughs> RazRadioLive.com. There you go. He would know what's best for me and my family because he's a doctor. So we all got blue shots. Did you know the vitamins and nutrients are the illegal? In the year 2010, if we don't awaken the sheeple, these globalists are murderous. They're about to look it up. Codex Alimentarius, baby, look it up. They spray your 
from the sky like roaches. Does it shock you? Don't worry, they got a pill for you. Ask your doctor. Are your legs restless? Are you shy? Forget the side effects. Not that many people die. Genetically modified foods are the bomb. They gave lab rats cancer, but please don't be alone. Soon GMO foods will be a staple. The only thing you'll be able to put on your kitchen table. Their own documents have shown. No food shall be grown at Monsanto don't own. Worldwide, there ain't nowhere to run. Thanks to World Trade Organization and International Monetary Fund. We the sheep of America. America, America, simply the people of America, we the people of America. Plus, so the world's wealthiest people meet every June to see to it their plan is complete. Prime ministers, presidents, billionaires, CEOs, international bankers, C3POs, also known as the young psychopaths who fawn over their elders and give them charts and graphs, pondering how to reduce the population, injecting our boys and girls with poisonous inoculations. Yum, yum, mercury's good, at least the news will tell you that, and they certainly should, cause they're owned by the CFR, but who cares about the Royal Institute of International Affairs? Jerry Springer's on, yeah, two transvestites are about the fist fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're making plans for the order of the new world, about to send the lambs to the slaughter. You think they care about 3,000 American men, women, and children? They about to kill a couple billion. If you're in the dark, my friend, you might despise my words, but you had the wool pulled over your eyes. We the people of America, America, America. We the people of America. We the people of America. Collectively in a trance, we like to dance and make romance to psychopaths. Prozac, Effexor, Valium. I thought for the last 10 years, we've been on some weird fucking drug, the whole country, a drug called Fuck It All. What a weird fucking drug. And we're just coming out of it, and we're kind of waking up. It's like, fuck it all. 
It's weird. It's like you're going, last thing I remember was we, the economy was working and there was a budget surplus. Yeah. Where's Clinton? We impeached him. Fuck. For what? A blowjob. What? Who did he blow? Putin? No. No. He got blown by a Jewish girl. Wow. He got head from a Jewish girl? Fucking A. And they impeached him for that? Well, he lied about it. He's married. Who wouldn't? What the fuck? No, he lied about it to Congress. And those fuckers impeached him? That's like a group of lepers judging a beauty contest. What the fuck? Wow, that's nuts. Oh. But... And then they acquitted him. Oh, cool. And who was president next? Gore? No, Bush. He was already president. No, this was his son. Oh, the one from Florida. He's kind of cool. No, the one from Texas. Junior? Fuck. <laughs> My God. He, the one who traded Sammy Sosa? Fuck yeah. How was he as president? Kind of goofy. Really, he waved at Stevie Wonder. What the fuck? <laughs> like, wow. And then... What did he do? Well, he took a lot of vacations. And then what happened? We got attacked. By who? Osama bin Laden. The guy from Afghanistan? Didn't we used to send him weapons? Yeah, I know. We went after him, right? Yeah. Did we get him? Almost. <laughs> well, then, what do you mean, almost? Well, we went after Hussein because he had weapons of mass destruction. That guy from Syria. I knew that fuck would do this. No, the one from Iraq. Saddam Hussein? Bush Sr. kicked his ass. Yeah, he did. And we got him. Oh, fuck, we got him. And we found the weapons of mass destruction because he would tell you where they are. Well, they executed him. Fuck off! <laughs> and did you get Bin Laden? Oh, oh, almost. We got four of his number threes. Okay. <laughs> but he's in Afghanistan. Maybe. He might be in Pakistan. Well, let's go after him in Pakistan. Well, there's a problem there. They're allies and they have weapons of mass destruction. Oh, no! What about the economy? Well, we had to bail out the banks. Again? Fuck yeah! And now... Who's the president? A black guy. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a black president and there's a Latino on the Supreme Court. There is. Oh, my God. Who's the president? Jesse Jackson? No, his name's Barack Hussein Obama. Now you're fucking with me. Fuck off. My God. And that's where we find ourselves today. We have an African-American, but he was not born in Africa. Even though the birthers are going, he was born in Africa. Yes, and his campaign was financed by a Nigerian prince on the internet. Come with me, my friend. <laughs> it's like their worst nightmare would have been at the inauguration going, Mr. Obama, you are now president of the United States. This is Bob Tuscan from the Intelhub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Uh, you know, it's a, a it's amazing how how impactful what Robin Williams had to say really is. I mean, just think about it. Just amazing if you think about where we sit today. It's, uh, it, it just makes you think. It makes you wonder. It makes you go, why didn't we listen then? 
You know, even he touches on so many different things that we are going to touch on tonight. We're going to discuss Syria. We're going to discuss Russia. We're going to discuss Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, the whole nine yards, because it all is important for us to get into, or else we'll never figure it all out if we don't get to the bottom of the truth. Get past the noise and confusion. Just it's time to understand. There's more going on than you really get. Uh, so let's get to some of that information. Let's try to figure out what the hell is going on in this world. And, and you know, the only way to do that is to bring in somebody who who may have a different you know different viewpoint. Maybe that's been involved with things going on in the world. My good buddy Scott Record, how you doing, man? How you doing, Sean Rez, man? What's going on, brother? Uh, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in this stupid world we're riding along in anymore. Uh, well, I, I got to tell you, man, it's uh, it's absolutely what I expected to see out of Trump, and he's uh, he's basically uh, come full circle to where I thought he'd end up. You know, and, and you said that in many of interviews we've done together since uh, of the elections. Uh, you've, you've really predicted a lot of what we see going on. I'm taken back that he fell for, uh, what I, I believe, uh, to be not a true attack purpose, purposefully by Assad. Um, so let's, where should we start here? I mean, that, that clip there with Robin Williams, he, he got right into Syria and Iraq. You know, I love it, man. That guy, what, you know, I love the the. The, uh, the political uh, in, um, understanding of uh, comedians, you know, you had Richard Pryor, you had, uh, obviously, uh, you had the uh, um, the great, uh, um, shoot. Uh, um, George Carlin. George Carlin was amazing. And obviously, uh, one of the best, uh, that's one of the best things I've ever heard by uh, Robin Williams. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a good one. That was one of, I think that was one of his last stand-up uh, shows it had to be it some pretty some pretty apropos stuff there yeah yeah it was one of the last ones he did before he uh he he moved out of this world whichever method it was bill burr's yeah. another good one i don't know if you watched any of bill burr's work bill burr well, that name rings a bell what what, what, what give, give me a, it's a comedian yeah he's a comedian a bald guy I yeah i know i know exactly yeah i got it, i got it yeah uh, he I used to be a redhead ginger Yep, I don't recall his stuff, but I know he's funny as heck, yeah. yeah. I, I got a clip I'm going to play a little bit in a little bit. I got a couple different audio clips I want to make sure we touch on tonight. I forgot about the one I meant to play earlier, but it's even better. Uh, because it sets up, excuse me, a lot of, of what we're, what we're going to discuss tonight. Um, I really, we, we saw the, the, the same type of gas attack in 2013 when they tried to get Obama. Uh, to to move forward, and, and what was his reasoning for not moving forward at that point in time? I mean, there's so much e- evidence saying it wasn't a real attack, just as we're seeing, starting to see roll out now. But why didn't he move forward? Well, what happened then is you had uh, obviously a uh, a pretty decent uh, uh, um, amount of people, you know, calling for independent investigations. When they sent them in, they obviously found that they weren't there. Congress was, uh, the, the vote was put up to Congress, and then Congress basically bailed on the vote, said, hey, we don't really want to vote on this. And, oh, uh, so they actually voted. followed part of the proper protocol. They actually followed the process, yeah. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, you know, the puppets do follow the process once in a while. And I got to, you know, I mean, I'm not an Obama fan whatsoever, but I, you know, my hat's off to him. You know, he, uh, he held off uh, um, uh, on some of the issues, obviously not Libya, Syria, and uh and uh, Iraq and other places, but uh, he certainly did hold off on some of the issues 
uh, he was able to keep some of the things at bay because obviously uh, he could have done the same uh, stupid move that uh, um, Trump did. And you know, Trump's you know, this is a this is an emotional roller coaster when you're dealing with a guy like Trump. Uh, he's a you know egomaniac. Uh, obviously, his daughter saw some videos and she's in the office next door crying. And that's about all it would have taken for Trump. You know, he says, "Oh well, if Obama wouldn't do it, then I'm going to do it." You know, that's uh, you know that's unfortunate, but. You know, there were red lines, and I'll be darned if uh, anybody crosses my lines, you know. So he's just trying to pay a big shot. And, you know, here we go. Uh, here's a, here's another, uh, you know, they make fun of uh, Kim Jong-il, but uh, I think we, you know, Kim Jong-il finally has uh, a leader to make fun of. We have our own little Kim Jong-il. Well, not little we Kim sure do. We have the total opposite of Kim Jong-il as far as looks and, and statue, but... Uh, I don't know. I think they're pretty close in looks and statue. They're both uh, <laughs> both basically stubby, uh, you know, pretty pretty disgusting human beings. I mean, for God's sakes, Trump's own wife won't even uh, uh, blow him a kiss. So you know, that's a uh, is what it is. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty certain that was artificially inseminated that child. <laughs> another one thrown up here was Bill Hicks when we talk about comedians. Oh, I love Bill Hicks too. Yeah, that was another one that somebody tweeted had messaged out there. Um, so as we as we've discussed, I mean, this isn't. It's hard to really. We should be able to pound our chest, Scott. Don't you ever think that we should get the chance to be able to pound our chest? Well, I got to tell you, man. You know, the one thing I will tell you is that it, it, it's it's good to have a network of individuals, you know, that are that are keeping it, uh, um, you know, straight. I mean, I, I, you should know Daniel Hopsicker. He's down in your neck neck, neck of the woods. Um, he's a former CIA guy. Wrote uh, uh, "Welcome to Terrorland," uh, story of a Muhammad Atta training down there at the uh, CIA cocaine import base. Oh, the Venice uh, Airport. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just there the other day, actually. The the uh, the sharks. You pick up some I wish. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, the Sharks Tooth Festival was just going on at the airport there. I think. Oh, that's right. They do all the. They do. They've got that river. They pull those sharks tooth out. Yeah, and I think the the runway that they do the festival on is probably the old cocaine runway because it's a shutdown runway. Because it's white, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, see, people don't believe that that it, it's. When you come down to visit me this summer, hopefully I'm going to have you come down to visit with us, go out in the boat and stuff for a day. Um, there's an airport right near me. Uh, it's called, right now it's called. What did they change the name to? They changed it to Rotunda, uh, Rotunda Private Airport, Rotunda Community Airport, something like that. Mm-hmm. And this airport, I've told this story a hundred times on the show. This airport back in the seventies and eighties. Was the main one of the main drug running airports for the CIA? Sure. And they would land into this little airport. There's bare, and all the locals here that have lived here for more than thirty years, forty years, will tell you the stories of how they would land the the drug planes there. Uh, the Bushes and the Clintons and and all the elite vacation out here at Boca Grande, which is literally I could throw a rock and and hit the bridge uh, mm. from where I live in the Boca Grande. So. This is an area where a lot of those drugs came into. Even the town next to me, Northport, uh, that town there, they would, they had put the roads in for the development, but they had never put any houses up until, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, they started building houses. Sounds like Port Charlotte, too, yeah. Yeah, well, Port Charlotte was, I mean, my wife remembers Port Charlotte. She grew up in that area. Her her father grew up in Punta Gorda. Uh, So, and, and her, his his mother's family's been in Punta Gorda for like ninety something years. Oh wow! So there's a lot of deep ties to this area on her side of the family, and you'd be surprised some of the stories of this area. This this area specifically. 
Oh, I know. It's a lot of folks. Uh, a lot of folks know those stories. I mean, you know, think about it. The uh, um, in the early 1900s, this area was run by uh, uh, robber barons. Well, KKK, a, a Cuban and Italian mafia were running the show here in Tampa. So, well, there was oil. There was actually oil wells. And I forget the guy's name. I'm going to have to try to see if I can find it again. One of the one of the you know five elites back in the day. They had oil wells out here. Huh. I don't know if you knew that, but there there was actually oil wells out here for a very short period of time. I had this, no idea. Yeah, this is also the phosphate mining capital. I know there's phosphate mining still going on. That's true. Yeah, I mean the the railroad. The bridge is no longer they, – they used to bring it right up to Boca Grande, and that's where they would ship it out from. That's why that railroad goes right into Boca Grande. I'll be done. Huh. Yeah, yeah, the stories here are crazy. And if you go out to, uh, to Arcadia – uh, I, here we're off. We're off the topic, but we'll get back on track. Don't worry. <laughs> Scott and I like to do this. It's don't worry. It'll be a good time. Uh, <laughs> um, Somebody, somebody's tweeting. Hey, you're off topic. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Uh, and and Pun- or um, uh, Arcadia, it, the modern day day train coupler. You know the the. It's kind of like a hook and loop thing. Yeah. That was designed in in Arcadia because that's where all the trains were coming out to come out this way. And turn it around, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they they worked on a way to make it easier to to move things around, and that's when they came up with that new train coupler. But anyway, huh. uh, let me play this clip here. One of the ones I pulled, and I I think you'll get where I'm going with it when you hear it. Uh, I've tweeted it. I tweeted it out the other day. What did Buzzy say here? Uh, you cannot allow anyone to use chemical or nuclear weapons. We'll get to that subject eventually, Buzzy. <laughs> you know Buzzard Bob, I'm sure, don't you, Scott? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was tweeting out about you being on Clyde the other the other night. Yeah, I saw that. I saw his tweet. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, he'll always promote, brother. All right, let let me uh just it's two minute clip. Let's just go over this. Let's refresh everybody's memory uh, of of where we're where where we're at. About ten days after nine eleven, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me in. He said, sir, you got to come in. you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect- connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. So uh, I I think we get some of what he's trying to say there. Um, I definitely think that's something we've been pushing on for a long time. And yes, it is a little more than five years. Uh, but you know, their twenty-year plan plan became a fifty-year plan, became a seventy-year plan. 
Yeah, that's definitely, um, I've heard that probably at least, uh, five million times, 25, 25, 30 <laughs> times at, at the least. And the, uh, the fact is, is that, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I said this before, but I actually went, uh, went to high school with Wesley Clark's daughter. And, uh, these, uh, these guys were all, you know, working at the, uh, uh command uh, general staff college and they all went out to, uh, run the CECOM. Uh, it's, uh, it was sort of advanced, uh, uh, technology for warfare that was being developed in uh, in Monmouth and Sharks River, uh, New Jersey. So these uh, these areas are pretty familiar with me. When uh, you know you talk that about the uh, you know every for you know for uh, every solution there's a hammer. You know basically every problem there's a hammer, and that's absolutely what the military is all about. You know this country wasn't built you know to be run by the military, but obviously when you look at the the kind of uh, actions that have come out, you know. And you know, predicted by uh, one of the former generals, and it's actually come to fruition. That ought to tell you something: who's running foreign policy? This is not something that uh, you know was being uh, proposed by the American people. Obviously, not by the politicians, but certainly by the the think tanks that surround the politicians and control the military-industrial complex. These are the. Hold on, Scott. I got something. I don't know if it's me on my end or on your end. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Hold on. Some some video just started playing. You couldn't hear it because it's on the same channel as you. Ah. <laughs> but something started playing over top of you there. I apologize. That's all right. Um, the 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 scary part of this whole situation is we're we're at the point now where they're pushing to to finish off the plan. Now I don't believe Trump was involved with the plan to begin with. Uh, I I don't believe that he's involved with the plan right now. Uh, but then I, I kind of wonder maybe, maybe it was time that they put somebody in there because it is all about the, the, the business at this point in time. So I, I don't know. Do I sound confused? I'm very confused. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cause when you look at the guy he chose, he chose Mattis, right? Mattis is very close with Petraeus. Uh, Petraeus obviously used to run the CIA until he got his, uh, his, uh, um, you know, pen company, you know, stuck in the company Inc. And, uh, you know, the dumbass was using, you know, uh, Gmail to, uh, you know, fool around on his wife on the side. You know, a guy in the CIA using Gmail, the dumbest, you know, dumbest CIA director I think we've ever had. Uh, and, you know, this guy is uh, um, obviously part of the, uh, the problem when it comes to the country because this is a guy who's risen to the top of the uh, military intelligence and uh, um, military industrial complex. He's connected to KBR, for God's sake. He's on the board of KBR. You know, these are not, uh, you know, this is not a child's play game. And these guys are, you know, they're, they're the wizards at all the handles. And uh, when you and I and all of us uh, fellow Americans go into a vote, they're laughing. They're Which laughing is what you said them. when all this went down uh, in the beginning. You, you, when we learned who some of these people are going to be, you, you warned that this is what we're going to see happen. Yeah, and and it's come to fruition. And that and, and the worst thing is that this is this is just the beginning of what you're going to see out of this guy. This is going to look a lot like uh, you know Dick Cheney pulling the strings uh, when Dick Cheney was playing games and Rumsfeld were playing games. You know, these are guys that uh, you know have uh, 40 years experience uh, passing the baton on to their protégés, and their protégés are you know, the likes of uh, Mattis and 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 Petraeus. You know, obviously Cheney and and Rumsfeld are. You know, well, tooling around in wheelchairs now, but uh, but the uh, they certainly uh, carried carried their um, their boys along with them, and uh, obviously they're carrying their boys with them, and so you've got one right after the other that are carrying the baton, and 
this is a military game uh, being run by uh, private industry and run by uh, uh, private finance and run by, you know, obviously, uh, um, a, uh, a think tank, a well-connected, well-oiled focus group that uh, is above, you know, American uh, uh, republic or democratic, uh, however you want to call it, uh, uh, quote-unquote democracy. This is not a democracy. This is a constitutional republic if we're going to be truthful what it is if it's not even a constitutional republic they're violating the constitution every day if it was you'd see people hanging from ropes no, well so, no. we need to get to that maybe i mean maybe it's time to get to that point i don't i, I mean i don't want to be throwing crazy thoughts out there but oh i think i'm all for pitchforks and torches i mean i've been calling for a revolution since uh 10 years ago so well we see we see they convinced the Nobel prize winning barack obama to <laughs> bomb and kill um thousands of innocent women and children and, and just innocent men in general right. uh, all through that time. Nobody got really outraged about that. Uh, we, we have killed how many millions of Iraqis uh, since 2003? You know, yeah, it's probably, probably well over uh, 1.5 million now, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and that's okay for, for us to do that because, you know, we were harmed uh, and, and we had a fear. Uh, now, we is there any true evidence? I mean, the two stories is he launched this attack from that airfield, and that's what they attacked. Uh, the other side of that is that he launched an attack. The, the rebels had the, the gas, and when the attack went, it, it kind of launched the gas out of their supply. Where do you stand on that part of it, first off? Well, the fact is, is that the only evidence that the U.S. government has given to the American people is that there was a plane flying in the area at the time of a gas event below where the plane was. That's it. I mean, and we're tracking planes all the time. Obviously, we can track these planes from space. We can track them from uh, uh, radar on ships. We can track them, you know, from uh, Jordan, from Turkey. So God damn, I'm, I can track it from my cell phone if I really wanted to try hard enough, probably. <laughs> I mean, let's no, be honest. That, that, you're, you're, you're reversing their technology. Now, cut that out. <laughs> so, that's supposed to be tracking you. Now, now put, your, put your phone back in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting right here listening to us. Don't worry. So anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But, but you know, seriously, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, that's something that we've been very, you know, good at for a long time, tracking planes. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, there's a plane that happened to be over a building. Uh, whether they hit a building that was, A, filled with uh, chlorine gas. Now everybody's saying it's chlorine and not sarin. Because, uh, oh, it, it was, uh, it, you know, it's chlorine gas is what uh, everybody's using. Now, you know, chlorine, obviously, anybody can get that wants to purify water, you know. So that is not a controlled substance that, you know, you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, pretty much track down and say who used what. So if you want to use something innocuous, you know, chlorine's pretty uh, Well, yeah, because aren't most chemical weapons, at least illegal ones, uh, that have been developed by countries aren't aren't isn't every country required to give a sample or like a DNA tracking almost of their chemical weapon? Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little more um, uh, yes uh, complicated um, than that. But, you know. It's a little more difficult to 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 trick uh, um, you know a, 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 a you know tomfoolery around you know whose gas was it you know and. And so any, at this point, you know, now, now they backed off and said, oh, it's, uh, it's chlorine gas. Which is harder to track because you don't have to register it. You can make that right. very simply. It's a little, you know, a little chlorine and a little sarin acid. We, we can go over to Pinchapenny and get some. Right, this. exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, we can have our own little chlorine gas attacks here in Florida and blame them on uh, uh, Assad, if you'd like. 
But the point is, is that, you know, this, what happened is there was a bombing. Absolutely, I'm guaranteeing that they're bombing Idlib. Now, let's be clear. The people in Idlib were all captured and all surrounded in Aleppo and in homes and in uh, Dara and, uh, you know, all these other places that, uh, um, you know, one right after the other, city after city keeps falling. And they're saying, look, we'll allow you to take refuge in Idlib if you stop fighting. Well, obviously, they're not stopping fighting. The Turks are still giving them weapons. Obviously, the Americans are still helping them from whatever perspective they can get outside of their help for the Kurds. So, you know, they're, they're certainly not willing to put down their arms and surrender and play nicely in Idlib, uh, which is like the northwestern uh, uh, province of, uh, of Syria. So, it, it, obviously, the, the, the Syrians are like, okay, well, we gave you a chance to surrender and be nice. Now we're just going to come bomb you out of those cities, too. And after that, you got nowhere to go. You know, we'll... We'll pretty much just tell you to, you know, uh, you know, we got a nice prison for you because we're done. And so now it's their last stand, you know. So they're their last stand. The desperate person here is the is these, uh, you know, quote unquote uh, rebels. These are not rebels. These are mercenaries for hire mm-hmm. who have been beaten, uh, you know, uh, battle after battle after battle. Assad has no reason to be dropping any chemical weapons. He's ninety five percent done with this war. You know, it's over, you know, and, and these guys are on their last leg. You know, he's taking he's taking uh, uh, every there's not one battle he's losing. You know, he's basically taking battle after battle. So my my point is, is that he had no motive. And then these guys see a plane, something blows up, whether they hit a, um, a chlorine depot that they thought was a weapons depot or they're storing weapons with chlorine, which, you know, we're not talking about people with master's degrees. Right. right. So, uh, you know, when these weapons explode, if there's the chlorine happened to be next to it, obviously people that are, you know, uh, around that building are going to be very upset. Or, or, very or the sick. CIA could have been waiting for the perfect opportunity when they were flying planes above doing bombing to release the gas to cause this whole situation. Right. Somebody could release gas and say, okay, there's a big bomb. Okay, this is Custard's last stand. We've already agreed. Everybody in the world is going to put a an onslaught of media, which, by the way, did we see an onslaught of media? I thought we did. Everybody's going to immediately assume it was Assad and not question it. Hmm, I think that happened, too. I'd say that's exactly so, what happened. Yeah, so let's let's be clear that this was a setup from the get-go. Right. As soon as it happened, you know, you may be right. You know, you might have said, look, we're going to release the gas during the next bombings. Make sure you get your uh, um, your PR campaign going. And by the way, let's react real fast so that there's absolutely no way that they can do any kind of uh, independent inspection this time. We we won't get any uh, um, any uh, backlash from our fake uh, false flag gas attack on this one. So no. I, I completely I I believe it's completely flake because it's 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 just a it's just a really uh, um, you know uh, uh, shoddy story. They ran with it like if it was like, you know, uh, the it takes a lot for Scott to claim something fake. Like Scott doesn't do that very often. Usually he'll argue with me or be like, no, relax for a second, Sean. So for him to just flat out be like, I think it was fake um, is is saying a lot. Honestly, Well, all the guys that I I communicate with, like the Daniel Hopsickers, these are all former CIA guys. They're just going, what is the matter with people? How blind can they be? This is as fake as fake can be. Right. Well, they, they're showing the faces of these dead babies in the bus. When, when do yeah, you see yeah. that? Yeah, you know what? Somebody died. I'm not saying people didn't well, die. No, but what I'm saying, though, is normally they'd blur that face out. They wouldn't right. show the, the baby's dead face. And you got this well, father holling his two twins. They threw babies out of incubators in Kuwait. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah no way. And that that's was all they fake. Used. They used babies. Those beautiful babies. Those beautiful, shiny babies. Let's go kill somebody. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm tired of it. No, I'm tired. I know of it. it's getting tired frustrating. Of it's so frustrating anymore. It is frustrating. In fact, the, the dumb people of America that believe this—that is how dumb you are, America. Stop watching TV. Stop listening to the news people. Stop watching these. These they're making accusations that are lies, and they continue to make you believe them. I'm not communist. I'm not Arab. I could give a crap about Assad. I could give a crap about other people's governments. All I know is my government is corrupt to the core. My media is corrupt to the core. It misleads its people left and right, and we are a, a, a ship of fools. Sam, it's funny. I'm reading a, a tweet here from our buddy Buzzy. I don't know if you're watching the Twitter. No, I'm not. And he's listening to us, but he's not hearing us because his tweet was, his tweet was, it doesn't matter how Syria got the chemical weapons, they still have no right to use it on anyone. No, it's not. It's 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 the they didn't. The government of Syria did not use weapons on anyone. It was they the the they were sitting in a province that they had no control over, and these rebels either had it stored somewhere or launched it at the same time that these guys were bombing regular bombs on the on the rebel forces. There's no reason. I mean, Assad has no reason. I mean, he's got plenty of bombs. He doesn't have to drop chemical weapons. You know, it's it's, they say barrel bombs. Oh, he's dropping barrel bombs. You know, I don't I don't care what kind of bombs are. You're coming at and you're killing my soldiers. You're killing you're killing my guys that are trying to defend my country. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I have already every right to drop chemical weapons. I'm not going to because you made me agree to give up my chemical weapons uh, three or four years ago. And he did. That's why I thought. And even though he gave them up, they still went after him. They still tried to overthrow them. They just figured they get, they get get rid of your chemical weapons and make it easier on us. The whole point of playing that that part with the uh, uh, Wesley Clark there was to show that they had intention in two thousand one, two, three. The take U.S. Him out. has the motive. Right, Assad they wanted does not to. have the motive. Here. They, they exactly. wanted to remove him for a long time. He's blocking the pipeline. They wanted to move his, his dad in the seventies. Yeah, well, they yeah they want yeah. control of that whole region. They're slowly yeah. taking they out. They didn't like the fact the French didn't like the fact that they lost the colony to this to the Syrian revolution and they kicked out the French. It used to be a French colony. I have the got... French and the, the French were the silent partner in this. By the way, we the Americans and the Brits are taking all the heat for the French. The French are knee deep in this problem too. They're all they're they're behind the scenes pulling the levers right along the United States and the British Ooh. and the Turks and the Israelis and the Jordanians. This is a whole group of people who work together. For an initiative that's going to bring a pipeline through there, and it's going to put a puppet in there, and it's going to control a region that they haven't had a control over, that they want to control. And by the way, that that country is capable of pumping a million barrels a day. It's amazing when you really sit and think about it and realize what the reasoning for what's going on is, going all the way back to the beginning of of you know nine eleven and and what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan. It, right. It. it People need to hang from ropes in this country. Thousands of them. Thousands. Yes. All right. We need to take a break. All right. I, I think you and I need to take a break, brother. We're, we're going to take a quick break. You're good to hang on, right? We got another hour to go. You good with Absolutely. me? Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to come back to you on Skype on uh, on a computer. They'll give you a better quality. All right. Cool. I'm going to do. Uh, uh, you might want to listen to this. We're going to do a, a quick, well, a quick long break is what it's going to be. So I'm going to play the old Smedley Butler. And right. I, I think that's imperative for everybody to listen to and make sure they understand what he's saying. Sounds good. All right, brother. Uh, we will be back in a little bit. 
You're listening to the first 52. Scott Ricker with me. We're going to go until the end of time if we need to. Sit tight, guys. Today, Major General Smedley Butler had these words to say at the National BFW. War is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It is international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. There are only two things we should fight for. One is the defense of our homes and the other is the Bill of Rights. War for any other reason is simply a racket. It may seem odd for me, a military man, to adopt such a comparison. Truthfulness compels me to. I spent 33 years and four months in active military service as a member of this country's most agile military force, the Marine Corps. I served in all commissioned ranks from second lieutenant to major general. And during that period, I spent most of my time being a high-class muscle man for big business, for Wall Street, and for the bankers. I suspected I was just part of a racket at the time. Now I am sure of it. I helped make Mexico safe for American oil interests in 1914. I helped make Haiti and Cuba a decent place for the National Citibank boys. I helped in the raping of half a dozen Central American republics for the benefits of Wall Street. I helped purify Nicaragua for the international banking house of Brown Brothers in 1910. I brought light to the Dominican Republic for American sugar interests in 1916. In China, I helped to see to it that Standard Oil went its way unmolested. <laughs> Looking back on it, I feel I could have given Al Capone a few tips. The best he could do was operate his racket in three districts. I operated on three continents. A racket is best described, I believe, as something that is not what it seems to the majority of the people. Only a small, inside group knows what it is about. It is conducted for the benefit of the very few at the expense of the very many. In the World War, a mere handful garnered the profits of the conflict. At least 21,000 new millionaires and billionaires were made in the United States during the World War. How many of these war millionaires shouldered a rifle? How many of them dug a trench? How many of them knew what it meant to go hungry in a rat-infested dugout? How many of them spent sleepless, frightened nights ducking shells and shrapnel and machine gun bullets? Out of war, nations acquire additional territory if they are victorious. They just take it. This newly acquired territory promptly is exploited by the few, the self-same few who wrung dollars out of blood in the war. The general public shoulders the bill. It would have been far cheaper and safer for the average American who pays the bills to stay out of foreign entanglements. For a very few, this racket, like bootlegging and other underworld rackets, brings fancy profits. But the cost of operations is always transferred to the people who do not profit. Take the World War. It cost the United States taxpayer some $52 billion, and we haven't paid that debt yet. But ultimately, it's the soldier who pays the biggest part of the bill. If you don't believe this, visit the American cemeteries on the battlefields abroad, or visit any of the veterans' hospitals in the United States. Napoleon once said, 
All men are enamored of decorations. They positively hunger for them. So, by developing the Napoleonic system, the metal business, the government learned it could get soldiers for less money because the boys liked to be decorated. Until the Civil War, there were no medals. Then the Congressional Medal of Honor was handed out. It made enlistments easier. In the World War, we used propaganda to make the boys accept conscription. They were made to feel ashamed if they didn't join the army. So vicious was this war propaganda that even God was brought into it. With few exceptions, our clergymen joined in the clamor to kill, kill, kill. To kill the Germans, God is on our side. It is his will that the Germans be killed. And in Germany, the good pastors called upon the Germans to kill the Allies, to please the same God. Beautiful ideals were painted for our boys who were sent out to die. This was the war to end all wars. This was the war to make the world safe for democracy. No one mentioned to them as they marched away that their going and their dying would mean huge war profits. Thus, having stuffed patriotism down their throats, it was decided to help make them pay for the war too. So we gave them the large salary of $30 a month. All they had to do for this munificent sum was to leave their dear ones behind, give up their jobs, lie in swampy trenches, and kill, and kill, and kill. And be killed. Well, war is a racket, all right. And the only way to smash this racket is to conscript capital, industry, and labor before the nation's manhood can be conscripted. Let all the officers, directors, high-powered executives, all the workers, managers, bankers, and yes, all the generals, admirals, officers, and all politicians, all government office holders, everyone in the nation, be restricted to a total monthly income not to exceed that paid to the soldier. Why shouldn't they? They aren't running any risk of being killed or having their bodies mangled or their minds shattered. The soldiers are. Give capital, industry, and labor 30 days to think it over, and I think you will find by that time there will be no war. Another step necessary in the fight to smash the war racket is the limited plebiscite to determine whether a war should be declared. A plebiscite not of all the voters, but merely of those who would be called upon to do the fighting and dying. There wouldn't be very much sense in having the president of a munitions factory or the head of an international banking firm or the manager of a uniform manufacturing plant all of whom see visions of tremendous profits in the event of war, voting on whether the nation should go to war or not. They never would be called upon to shoulder arms. Only those who would be called upon to risk their lives for their country should have the privilege of voting to determine whether the nation should go to war. That would smash the war racket. That and nothing else. The next war, according to experts, will be fought not with battleships, not by artillery, not with rifles, and not with machine guns. It will be fought with deadly chemicals and gases. But victory or defeat will be determined by the skill and ingenuity of our scientists. If we put them to work making poison gas and more and more fiendish mechanical and explosive instruments of destruction, they will have no time for the constructive job of building a greater prosperity for all peoples. By putting them to this useful job, we can all make more money out of peace than we can out of war. So, I say, to hell with war! We'll be right back to the first 52. Angry White Guy Radio. He'll be back. 
Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> What's your name again? John Reyes. Four Toad and Lexi. Oh, I meant to Four Toad. Sure. Oh, Four no. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, that, that, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. Yeah. 
Popeye from federaljack.com. You're listening to the first 52 where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52. Just as I go to start speaking, it has to to stutter out on me. You got to love YouTube when it doesn't want to cooperate with you and work well for you. Here we are. We're back at it. I'm not. I'm just going to turn the music off. I'm not going to try to make that entertaining or interesting at all because it just doesn't want to cooperate. I noticed that my computer was running kind of weird. Scott, you still there, brother? I'm with you, brother. All right, good. You know, I hate when that kind of. You know me. I like to be entertaining and you know showy. And that screwed up my showy entertaining thing. Uh, any comments on the Smedley Butler? I'm sure you've heard that a hundred million times. Also. Yeah, I can't hear it enough. I, I got to tell you, that's uh, um, absolutely true. You know, when you look at the way that, uh, you know, our military and the valor and all of this uh, honor is given to the military, you know, God bless the uh, the American people that have been duped into this. But uh, let's be clear here that uh, we are not fighting for our freedom unless you believe that the uh, financial, I guess, um, uh, uh, prostitution of the U.S. military in their, uh, um, you know, obvious uh, uh, colonialist, imperialist, uh, um, uh, thievery of other countries, destruction and, and uh, really uh, control of other countries' resources is what our, our founding fathers meant uh, when they created this great country, then, uh, then, I'm, then call me wrong. Because if that was the intent of the kind of country that we built, I always, you know, I, you know, read the Constitution and I, uh, I understand it. I thought that we were supposed to actually, um, separate ourselves from, uh, this kind of imperialist, uh, nature and be a, uh, um, you know, as what some of the, uh, politicians so, uh, wrongly describe the United States, be that shining, uh, you know, city on a mountain. Well, you know, you know everybody, comes, everybody accuses us of being isolationist when we don't want to be involved. Um, as, well, that's, as that, we watch, the as Constitution we, called for us not being involved in this stuff. I, I mean, understand that. Right. I agree with that a hundred percent. That's you know that that's really you know you're a terrorist if you believe in the Constitution. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. But as we move into nationalism, uh, you know, there's there's three things I've discussed this before. You have patriotism, you have nationalism, and then you have um, shit. What's the third one? Uh, patriotism, nationalism, and just. Um, uh, um, national, uh, what am I? Statism. I'm sorry. Statism. Okay. Yeah, the three, the three main ones that you know you can you can be patriotic and that's okay. Um, there's a level of nationalism that uh, if you believe everything your nation says can be uh, not a good thing. 
Uh, that's not the, really the words I was looking for, but you get my point. And then statism is just complete acceptance of whatever you're told to do. Right. Bend over and take it. Um, as we watch these things and, and, and going even with, with Smedley Butler says, you know, a lot of people don't realize what he did. You know, we, we referenced Smedley Butler talking about war as a racket, but he stopped a fascist overthrow of our country back before World War II. So this is something I was trying to vocalize earlier in the show before you were even with me. Are we seeing a fascist takeover currently? Did they pick their perfect puppet that would just go along with it because his belief in business? Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't like to throw around the word fascist or, you know, uh, and accuse other countries of their, you know, historical fascist nature. You know, obviously, uh, when you start, you know, breaking down historical events, there is a point at which countries, you know, do have to lash out at other countries in order to defend their sovereignty, right? So, um, obviously, uh, I, I'll be one of the few people, you know, other than uh, Sean Spicer's uh, um, a support of Hitler today. I don't know if you saw that where he said, well, at least Hitler didn't gas his, his own people. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I kind of heard something about this place called Auschwitz, but I don't know. Maybe that was just. Well, they weren't thing. his own people, though. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, actually, they were. Well, Bolsheviks. they were German. Yeah, that's, yeah. They were Bolsheviks. Let's be clear here. 20% of the, of the, uh, of the, of the country were immigrants that came in after the, uh, the, the West overthrew the czars. So, you know, imagine in the United States of three million people, all of a sudden um, uh, in, in the United States, uh, a uh, let's just say a, a fifth or, or a sixth of the people, because it was about about 20 percent of the German society. A fifth of the society was immediately replaced with a, a foreign immigrant, and that foreign immigrant wanted to create their own party. And uh, let's just say that happened, right? So let's say 20% of our society, right? Uh, okay. 60 million people got together and wanted to create the uh, the Communist Party in the United States, which, by the way, is what's well, the, uh, one of the largest parties in the early 1900s in America. And, and that's what and that's what they were trying to do in uh, in Germany. And so these individuals just happened to be mostly of the Jewish faith. Uh, and uh, they were Molotov cocktailing, uh, you know, German soldiers. They were, they were, they were basically. Uh, oh, so they uh, were extremist terrorists. Well, yeah. So, so I'm, I got to tell you, uh, you know, I don't so, want to be called, so, you know, so any names telling, by anybody. I'm, I'm just telling you that the that the that the quote unquote extremist terrorists in the Islam faith uh, today were, you know, the Jewish were the extremist terrorists to the uh, to the Hitler faith uh, at that time. And I got to tell you that it, it, I, I'm not agreeing with what Hitler did. I'm also not agreeing, but uh, that I think that the way it's portrayed in history to us is absolutely inaccurate. Like what's being portrayed to us now is inaccurate. Let's 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 look at the the dynamics. I can guarantee you that there's no Islamic faith that's going to take over the United States. But what I can also guarantee you is that that the that the birth rate right now uh, there will be a lot more Islamic people on this planet in the future. I've been there, hearing this by 2030. They're saying it's going to be like 70 percent of the births or something. Some some know. number like that. I've been hearing. 
is, and that's and that's that's what's got all this uh, sort of uh, um, Christian uh, um, sort of uh, uprising. You know, nobody wants to be outnumbered. You know, it's a numbers game. Well, don't and, forget that. Don't forget the Muslims attacked the Christians uh, in Libya this weekend at mass, or well, I think Egypt or Libya. Egypt, one of the, yeah, 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 that was. But I, yeah, obviously, you know, there's a lot of people. You know, I'm, I'm, I, if I were in uh, um, uh, in Egypt right now, I'd be pretty ticked off at the uh, puppets that the uh, Christians got. Yeah. Let's be clear that the Christians were absolutely behind uh, overthrowing Morsi, uh, and that was a uh, uh, that and and Sisi is basically just another Mubarak for the United States. Uh, so I don't want to hear anything about uh, that. Was how- one of the li- that was one of the ones on the list that had to be taken out. Libya and Egypt were both on the list. They both got taken out. Which led us to the 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 insurgence of ISIS and moving over into Syria to ensure that we can get rid of Assad. I mean, this has been a very well uh, it's an or- orchestrated it's a well plan. Orchestrated plan, and it's been you know, obviously in place since uh, um, the uh, you know since two thousand five, two thousand six. Well, before its, that, and- even I would say, and before that, they needed to do nine eleven before they could do any of this other stuff. Well, no, they they had a, they obviously had a uh, an initiative. To um, uh, embolden the American people. I mean, look how many people just jumped into uniform. See, but I think the I think the initial 1990s Gulf War was where they wanted. Where we're at today is where they wanted that initial 99 or 1990 Gulf War to go, and it right. couldn't go there because there was no support. There there was no fear in America. Oh, absolutely! You got to use fear to. to and they tried it with the '93 bombing, and then they decided, well, let's let's start bringing some white uh, supremacy extremists up because we might got have to go that route to get these people under control. And then they realized, uh, with Clinton and his dumbass moves, they could possibly move into Yemen and, and get all that going. Now, I might be off base, but I, I mean, that kind of leads to where we're at today, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, when when you look at the kind of initiatives. Uh, that are going on in every one of the countries that were listed by uh, General Clark. Every single one of those countries was was uh, um, taken out. And and believe me, Iran is absolutely on the list. Iran. Uh, every one of these countries uh, were not participants in the uh, um, in the International uh, Monetary uh, um, uh, Fund. They were not participants in the uh, um, the Western banking communities. They were operating independently. Uh, so now we're down to you know very few, and some are actually uh, um, exiting. You know, Russia, India, and uh, um, China are are starting to exit the uh, um, the petrodollar and and trade independently outside of it. So I think what's happened here is there's well, that's been, what happened with Libya, and that's also what happened with Egypt. Uh, Iraq was the same thing. Right. You know, it happened in Iraq. You know, you you can't you can't cut off the funds. And you, and as soon as you start to trade outside of the petrodollar and look for something that's of value, because think about it, how can the petrodollar be valuable to you as a, as a sovereign nation when, when the United States, the United Kingdom, you know, all the major players in the petrodollar are in massive debt? I but mean, isn't it really true that we don't need that anymore from over there? Haven't we discovered two or three very large reserves here in America that we could 
tap into yeah. and a lot of and, people go into this oil independence uh, um, narrative and they try to say well if we were independent we wouldn't be so buddy buddy with saudi arabia let's be clear here the americans and the british have been in in uh, in bed with the saudis since the 1930s right uh, there is no getting out of that bed the money is way too lucrative you can set up all the the um, solar panels and on the planet that you want and put up all the winter but turbines. isn't that part of the problem though Let, let's be honest forget the energy part of it why are we supporting a nation that a most of the 9-11 hijackers came from yep. which nobody ever addressed b beheads more people than isis does every year and, every year. and c you know lives in, in the opposite way that we promote as a society why is that our biggest one of our biggest allies they have pumped so much money into our political infrastructure. It's just like Israel. Israel pumps all that money into our political infrastructure, into our school systems, into our corporations, into our banks. There's an absolute tie to the financial uh, uh, aspects and the and the commercial aspects and the and the and the indus- industries, the military, the intelligence, the, uh, the petroleum industries. There's massive ties across uh, these countries and it, and it buys them influence and that influence says look away do you ever you ever watch the documentary uh, confessions of a hit uh, an economic hitman absolutely yeah yeah it's a fantastic documentary. that's what that's a really good one i think people out there if you if you listen to my doc days you've heard it probably but it's definitely something to to get a tie on what we're talking about because i mean we're really at another stage of that i, I think it's moved beyond the economic hitman hitman where they send the jackals in you know, you got to send the jackals in to, to really just destroy shit, and I think that's the point that's, we're that's at. That's what ISIS is, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. jackals. They're the jackals, and they're in there, and they've been hired. They did it to Libya, and it got out of hand. The guys they had in Libya that tore Libya to pieces started to roll over into Mali. Yep. And, and they uh, jumped to Egypt, and now they're in Syria. Well, no, well, they didn't. They they uh, uh, jumped they, to Egypt. They, they didn't jump to Egypt, but but they basically uh, a lot of them got uh, um, uh, paid to go to Syria through Turkey, and uh, um, but uh, most of them, you know, that were uncontrollable, stayed along uh, side, and they caused some trouble. Uh, they they moved into Mali, and they started to go after some of the uranium mines, and we had to send in a bunch of mercenaries to take out mercenaries that got out of hand, and that's kind of what ISIS is. ISIS is a group of mercenaries that got out of hand, got in bed with some uh, uh, some people that were pretty upset with what the Americans did. Isn't to, that so- what Al-Qaeda was, though? Isn't, isn't Al-Qaeda a group of well, mercenaries that-, that got out of hand? Yeah, but that was those were mercenaries that we trained in uh, originally in Pakistan and Afghanistan. That to was fight their, Russia. To fight Russia, right. exactly. And when they got out of hand, because we turned our backs on them after Russia pulled out, and they're like, well, where'd you guys go? And we're like, yeah, we're kind of done with you. And you remember that guy we had running those divisions for us? Yeah, we got him under house arrest in Saudi Arabia. His name was Osama bin Laden. And, and he was smart. Osama bin Laden went to one of the princes when the, uh, the guy, he said, uh, hey, look, you know, I just need to go back to Pakistan and take care of some family business. I promise I'll be right back. Well, once he got out, uh, he never went back. And then he went and hid around in uh, Sudan again and then uh, went back into Afghanistan when we went chasing after him. So, and then you know, we, the we that, shot him in the head and, and buried him at sea in, in true Muslim uh, tradition. Yeah, that's the tradition they always use. That, that's, that sea burial is pretty good. They love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the people involved in the raid die mysteriously eventually. All beautiful, so there's all those beautiful oceans in the middle of the desert. That's just fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic burial order procedure they got. It's amazing how they do that to us. It really is. No, we know. I, I got to tell you, this is this is my that old. You know, you don't have a guy sitting outside of a bad. You know, this is the West Point 
of Pakistan, you know, the, the military, the, the supreme military training camp uh, compound. And a, what, a couple miles away, you got a, a compound with walls 20 feet high. And uh, you think when they built that thing, they didn't know who was going in there? Wait, Scott, they, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. I have breaking news from the buzzard. Pentagon uh-oh. officials, no doubt, Syria regime behind gas attack. Yeah, the White House has said the same thing. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Can we please see the evidence? Yeah, where's the evidence? Show it. Show I mean, the truth. I love it. How are you getting this evidence from from your satellite pictures? Oh, that's fantastic. It, it's it's officially from the buzzard, so you know we gotta yeah. take that for what it is and go. Oh, okay, thanks, Buzz. Got any articles linked to? Because I'd love to see this evidence. Uh, hold on, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll bring up the article here. He he sent sure, me an article. Wait, he sent me an article. It's from. Uh, uh, who is this article from here? It's komonews.com. Komonews.com. That sounds pretty official. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> does. Let's see here. It's your buddy Mattis, uh, Beirut. It's out of Beirut. It's AP with, with its missile strike on whatever that air base name is in Syria. Washington. Oh, I heard. Yeah. Destroyed their ability to launch any more. Now they can't launch any more uh, sites because we destroyed everything at that air base. Yeah. I, I don't care what they shot at that air base. They sure didn't destroy any chemical weapons because I didn't hear about anybody dying from chemical weapons after it was hit. You know what's funny about people like Buzzy? And I love Buzzer Bob to death. He's a good guy. He's, he's very supportive of me. Uh, but you know what gets me with these guys is when all this started up, He's sending me memes of because I've got a you know no war with Syria as my Facebook picture. He sends me these memes of fuck Syria. What did Syria ever do to to you? What like what did they do to you that you just think fuck them? They they should just all die because you're not happy that they that they chemically attacked their own people. Well, so we should send aircraft or, or missiles into there to kill their people for killing their own people and i know other radio guys have made that uh, comparison matt major has said it but it, it, think about it what what did they do to us i think what happens is that people watch tv and they become like parrots you tell a parrot that he wants a cracker Guess what he's going to say next time? Buzzy wants a cracker. Does he want a cracker? Buzzy wants a cracker. What happens? We get to live in a parrot society. They see something, they repeat it. It's just that's that water cool, cooler mentality. It's the dumbest thing, but it, it's true. It's it's a sad but true. If you hear it the most, you're going to repeat it. Oh, and, that, and the problem is that television tells them what to say. And it's I can, constant. A lot of times I can tell what news stations people watch. I can listen to them talk. I go, oh, that guy's watching MSNBC. That's what he talks about. Oh, that guy's—he listens to CNN. That's how he talks. You can tell, you know, and they'll and they'll quote people. I love it. I was like, oh, really? That's that's your authority on that. Mm, that's interesting. So this article that came out today, um, and it's basically where did it go? Oh, I got to find. Oh, here it is. It's uh, uh, Putin basically is saying that um, Russia has information that the U.S. is planning a strike on the capital of Syria. And that they're planning more fake chemical weapons attacks. Now, as I bring this up, I don't, have you heard the story? Because I, I didn't hear the story. It was actually brought to me by another guy, by Matt Major. Um, you can hear him on the D uh, twelve to three, which is one of the stations we're on. But anyway, um, he brought to light that maybe. Oh, shit, what was I saying? Damn it. See, I tried to promote another show, and I confused myself. So Putin's saying these tax attacks are, are fake attacks and that they have information that the U.S. plans more attacks. 
Oh, that's what it was. The 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 allegedly Russia captured a CIA agent, a deep undercover agent, um, and and this guy has been giving them information allegedly or something along those lines. Have you heard that story at all? Yeah, I've heard that story. I don't know how true it is. All I know is that when you have, you know, uh, I, I just found the article that Buzzy had, had talked about because yeah, it, it came out, uh, it's actually come off the uh, defense.gov. So it's the U.S. Department of Defense. Now, these are the people you want to believe, right? Department right, yeah. of Defense guys? Oh, that's <laughs> great. Oh, that, okay, that's where the truth is going to come from. Oh, the Department of Defense is saying it. That's James Madison, Vodal, and, you know, the CENTCOM guy here down the street from me. Yeah, these guys are absolutely going to tell the truth. No, these are guys are lying through their teeth because – who they don't want to look like the guys they're the guys that are ordering the the bombings if if they if they get proven wrong they should be at the end of ropes these are some of the thousands that need to be at the end of ropes i say i'm calling for the the absolute trial and the uh, and the uh, uh the capital punishment against general mattis and general vodal take them out Keep them out of my society. These are warmongering guys that need to be taken to their deathbed. These guys attacked another country in a criminal war, and that's what needs to happen. And and this 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 uh, announcement from the Department of Defense it says, "Oh, I've I've personally seen the intelligence." That's all it says in the article. That's all they ever say to us, though. Uh, well, I've personally seen the intelligence. And it's it's it looks really convincing. Well, well what is it? Uh, it? It can't be that secret. Right. What you, know, it better, it better, you better damn well. Yeah, you better well damn tell us, because I got to tell you, I got nothing. You got nothing that, that says anything that you should have been in there in the first place to me. I don't know how the hell you can tell from uh, where you're at. You know, oh, we heard some people talking about it on a radio. Well, you don't know who those people were. Well, they could have been U.S. again, CIA people. Yeah. What's this? And you got that rant out. I can tell that you were really building that one up. You don't rant very often, Scott. That was. A I'm pretty just tired. Of, I'm tired of hearing. You know, if somebody's going to quote the Department of Defense, you might as well be quoting NPR, National Pentagon Radio. What, what do they I, call it in 1984? The uh, the uh, uh, Center for New? No, the. Uh, what they call it in 1984? Even in, 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 in Hunger Games or any of these movies you watch where the government takes over and it's... Listen, it's all goes back, it all goes back to, uh, um, everything I've said this many times. Edward Bernays, the Center for Public Relations, the first guy fooling us, uh, you know, wrote the book Propaganda. And this is, this is propaganda at the, at the center core right now. And, you know, the fact is, is that you've got the military. This is not an independent investigation into whether or not Syria did anything. This is the Department of Defense backing up their allegations with absolutely no evidence. Uh, now, Buzzy's saying fuck Syria because of ISIS. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he's been drinking too much. He, well, unfortunately, <laughs> the scary thing is I know he hasn't been drinking too much because he's probably driving a truck at 70 miles an hour down some major interstate right now as he's yelling at us. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> be careful, Buzzy. Yeah, please be very careful. All right, so... Uh, I want to play, hold on, I want to play this for you because Bill Burr, uh, you know I base everything around conspiracy theories and unfortunately a lot of the conspiracy theories in the world that have been around for a long time and even some of the newer ones are, are slowly uh, gain, gaining ground or slowly becoming no longer a conspiracy theory but actual fact, you know, what we like to call conspiracy facts. Yeah, well, there's a, there's absolutely no doubt, you know, we've been talking about stuff for so long that the, there's no such thing as conspiracy theory anymore. There's, there are massive amounts of, of, uh, plans out there. And that's all the word conspiracy means is a plan. 
and those plans are uh, being put in place and they're and they're trying to cover them up well and and let's not forget the CIA uh coined the conspiracy term to get rid of the the JFK uh, non-believers that's a uh, i believe that's a proven fact if i'm not mistaken or, yeah or pretty I mean, good theory at least i don't know tell me I, I think a lot of it was uh a lot of it was thrown out there to discredit people i mean it's the same thing that he'd done with the, the uh, flat earthers well look at look at the stratford guys and they throw out these uh co-intelligence uh people like alex jones you know alex jones is you know he's the one that uh um, obviously uh, every once in a while, like a broken clock, he's right twice, uh, you know, twice a day too. But at the same time, most of the time, he's out there just discrediting people, you know, that follow him. You know, this is his, he's the guy that people point to and say that conspiracy theories like Alex Jones, right? And then, well, and and, and you know what? He breeded me. Let, let's be honest. He he well, breeded me. He brought me absolutely. to thinking. No, you know? no, I, you're 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 the you're not the only one. I mean, I talk to young people all the time. They go. Well, I got started on Alex Jones, but then I started to realize that he's kind of a whack job. Right, exactly. But many things and a lot of people he brought on, he did uncover a lot of things. And, and so his but, early but days the, were good, you know, in some the beginning. Good, some bad. Yeah, yeah. And and the good thing is, is that you know, if you can filter through the madness, which a lot of people can't. If you can, if he, he does actually uh, um, expose some things once in a while. He brings on good people. You know that don't get anywhere else to talk. You know, there's a, a lot of great people have been on his program. In fact, uh, um, uh, uh, Tosh Plumley has been on his program. Another great guy, uh, see a former CIA guy, uh, 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 Pachenik's been on his program. I'm Another trying to guy. think of a name. There's a name I got in the back of my head that that is like one of those secretive guests that he has on all the time. It was back in the day. Oh, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, let me play this little bit here for you. Uh, and then we'll we'll do our final wrap up here. I might have one or two. Let's let's talk about North Korea and why that's uh, uh, blowing up real fast uh, as we get to the end. But I, I want to play this Bill Burr because I want you to to just you know, hear what he has to say. Okay. Uh, you lived here in New York for a while. Yes, I did. Oh, uh, did you pay attention to the election? We got a new mayor here. Bloomberg is up. I didn't even know there was an election. <laughs> I honestly don't. I don't pay attention at all. I I you know. It's Bankers get bonuses of any way. The upper echelon get from like ten million up to a hundred million, and the president of the United States makes like four hundred grand a year. So right there, I watched enough wrestling to see a rigged game. And, uh, you know, just like people with YouTube channels making as much as the leader of the free world. So I just think he's set up to be bribed. And uh, the. You act accordingly. So any, any, basically anybody who comes at me going, these, 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 uh, you know, the conservative right, or the, you know, the, these liberals, like I just zone out. I can't even talk to you if you're actually still looking at it like those are two choices. That you're getting, <laughs> you're not. It's the same. Once you get past a certain level, it just seems like it's, it's, you it's know, all the same. Yeah, you've jumped in the river and you act accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> or you get that convertible ride in Dallas. You are a major conspiracy theorist. I'm a realist, though. Yes. Conspiracy theory. I hate when it's, it's gotten a bad name. Where now it's 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 become synonymous with like moronic thought. Like if you're into conspiracy theory. If you think like the bankers need to be stopped, then you also think the moon is made out of cheese. 
It's skipping a little, so you know we're going to deal with it because I want to get to the end of it. Just, just sit tight. I don't know why. There we go. And you think that there's shape shifters and like lizard people? You know, they just try to knock it down. It's like this country started with a conspiracy. That's how it came. We won, so they're considered heroes and rebels. You yeah. know, uh, whatever you re- revolutionaries. But yeah. if they lost. They would be hanged for conspi- for yeah. conspiring. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it spontaneously happened. Yeah, like all of a sudden everybody just picked up a gun and started shooting at the British. You know, they sat around. <laughs> they said they planned they it out. They planned it out. Yeah. I'm kind of getting tired of these people. What are you <laughs> it's funny when you said we win. I'm like, did we really win? But I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Now, oh, is that that African American thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody keep in mind that the victors always write the history books, right, Scott? Oh, absolutely. You know, there's no doubt about that. We uh, we are a highly indoctrinated uh, nation. Yeah, because school will, will teach you exactly what you need to know to be a good slave to the environment. And every country does it the same. Excellent documentary out there that explains it. Called It's called The Lottery of Birth. It's a great documentary. I highly recommend it. Lottery of Birth. I'll have to check that. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's a fantastic philosophical documentary. It basically tells you, forget everything that you ever learned. The Lottery of Birth. Now, you know what's funny is I keep this little notepad, and I have about seven or eight of them. I've probably got 25 years of research that I have to go back when I pull these notepads out one day. Yeah, well, um, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, you're probably never going to do it. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know what? It never ends. If we you could get to, to the it. end of this shit one day, maybe we could sit back and go back over what we've discussed and, and talked about and wondered yeah, about the time. That's the problem. That's... And, and, it, and, you know, what, you know, what the fact is, is that the only way that we're going to fix this is with this conspiracy with we gotta have to conspire to actually. Um, remove these bastards uh, from our government and from our military and our intelligence community. We have to get together and conspire uh, to actually uh, remove these individuals and put them in a uh, an, in in cells. I, I, my 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 goal is to 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 fill up an entire tanker full of ten thousand uh, guilty individuals and ship them to Guantanamo. And give Guantanamo back to Cuba. And let them run it. And say, you get to run it, and these are your new workers. Do you really think it's 10,000? Do we have You know, that's a, that's a good start. You think 10,000? <laughs> or are, are you going back through history and anybody who's still alive who made a, might have... I'm know. saying 10,000 individuals that absolutely are implicated today. They're alive and kicking right now. And they're obviously, I, could, I don't want to dig up any gravestones and send back bones. <laughs> Okay, I just you know I'm just trying to figure at out. At least, I mean, I I can tell you right now that I've I've uh, I track at least five thousand of of them uh, in my uh, um, in my database, Thread Six. I I, I have I, I'd be happy to start the American uh, uh, Nuremberg uh, trials once we uh, once with a conspiracy to overthrow the uh, uh, the the traitors of the U.S. government is uh, is put in place. I can think of at least a uh, five thousand to get started with. You know what we have to do, Scott? We have to put a show together you need to put a show together why aren't you doing a show on raz radio i don't know i i i would love to Uh, well let's let's talk about it you and i uh thursday night's completely you know what i'm gonna sell boner pills just like alex jones (laughs) (laughs) listen um you know i I was at raz fest two years ago uh that would scare me (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, by the way, I just rode by that uh, that house of uh, ill repute. That uh, you're <laughs> fantastic. Uh. That was a great weekend. We'll, we're going to do something again soon, but I want I want serious. I want you to plan. Uh, I don't know if you got a girlfriend now or what your deal is, but I want you to plan to come one weekend this summer. I got. I'm going to have my boat up and running. Uh, finally, after freaking thousands of dollars and and lots of work. Well, you know what boat stands for, right? Yeah, fucking suck it out my dick is what it stands for. <laughs> That's the weirdest uh, acronym ever. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's, I, I don't know. It, but anyway, I want you to come down. Uh, I got to see you. We haven't seen each other for a while. Uh, you're you're one of my, just a good guy. I can see you're a close friend. I think we've had some Thank good times you. together. We do some great interviews together. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Tell everybody where they can find uh, Mr. Scott. Just Google Scott Rickard. I try to get on uh, Press TV as much as they'll have me. I think they're a little upset with me because uh, they invited me to Iran to uh, meet with the uh, the president and the supreme uh, commander, uh, um, supreme leader, I should say. And uh, I actually turned them down because uh, I got too late of a notice, and I think that didn't make them happy. But Press TV, I would highly recommend people watch that. It's pretty legit. Uh, Russian television, every once in a while I'm on there. Uh uh, obviously, Raz Radio. Don't stop listening. Uh, Sean's got it. Got it together. He's a little foul mouth, but he's uh, funny as hell. So. <laughs> we like that fun. You know, you got, you got if you're going to talk this serious shit, you gotta. You, well, you know, you opened up with Robin Williams. That's one of the guys. You know, uh, God bless him. You know, but boy, he's he had he had his good times too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, and that you have to have good times. You have to. You'll go crazy if you don't uh, break Agreed. free and and try to. Trying you know, to that's, just do something I, different. I like that you said that because, you know, one of the things people say is that how can you, like, look at all this stuff and not just go mad or not just be angry all the time? It's like, well, see, you don't understand. You know, this is – it's not like it's a – it's not a personal thing to me. I mean, it's like – it's like you know, it's it's like being a forensic, uh, um, you know, uh, investigator. You know, this is uh, this is not happening to you and me, Sean. And obviously, we got easy lives, you know, comparatively the people that are out there getting, uh, you know, getting their asses handed to them by the U.S. military every day. So you know, I look at it this way: as like, I'm, I'm just a forensic investigator, you know, and and I per- I particularly like to do it. If I could make you know half a million dollars a year doing uh, uh, Raz Radio, you damn right I'd do it every shit, day. Shit, <laughs> if I can make if I can make seventy five thousand dollars a year doing this, I'd be happy and do it every day. <laughs> Think about it. Is Sean, Sean Hannity, for God's sakes, that that lion sack of shit's making uh, millions, millions of dollars a year. Millions yeah. of dollars. Look at Bill O'Reilly, that douchebag. Yeah. I mean, these guys. These guys are they're part of the guys that'll be lying, on. And they're lying and they're they're tricking they're, you and they're deceiving those are, you. Those are the guys that'll be on that boat going to Guantanamo. They're one of the five grand. Fuckers. <laughs> Little yeah. fuckers. Uh well, I just in case you didn't know, my buddy Fortoad, he's leaving for Guatemala in May. He's oh, going to do 6 months out there and see what it's like. Uh-oh. Uh I'm predicting he'll be trying to race home fast, but I I I wish him all the good luck for that one. You know, you know Dave Fortoad. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm coming down to I'm coming down to Venice, and I'll replace that uh, I'll replace that damn bastard. <laughs> yeah, what well, yeah, come on down this way, man. Let me know where you're coming. We'll we'll do some something together. Uh, yeah. You guys, check out Scott Ricker. Make sure you, you figure out what he's up to, what his deal is. Um, I, I love you guys. Peace out. When I'm risking it all with no time to waste. Fuck this I hate when I do things differently. I forgot I had to keep that up. So you guys listen to this little quietness there for a second. 
You might even hear me and Scott. I don't know. Peace out. We'll talk to you next week, guys. With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one, I've been in this alone With arms stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life, now's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us, in the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole world explode. Moving free, unguided, through the beautiful, the silent, with the light show from a
Yeah. <laughs>